Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. This is the Top Shelf Edition, Season 2, Episode 5, presented by the Tap Room at Northern Superior. It is your host, David McCaig Jr., and I am sitting inside the T-Gem Studios in the Gretzky Corner, enjoying a nice 17 North Pale Ale from Northern Superior, proudly brewed in the Sioux. It is absolutely fantastic beer, and it's just an overall great atmosphere at the Tap Room at Northern Superior. Make sure you go down and check it out. 50 Pim Street. They have activities going on outside for you where you can play. You can play snow volleyball. They have ball hockey going on. You can go inside and watch the games that are on or just, as I mentioned, enjoy the overall atmosphere. But Northern has got you covered for entertainment and overall delicious beers. And I'll say they also support all local restaurants in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. So shout out to that because obviously the game sports show is big on the local contributions as well and the game sports show is powered by tgem the game entertainment and media the newly launched tgem network youtube channel obviously still at the beginning launch stages so a lot more big things to come uh, with the tgem network make sure you veer on over to that after listening to this episode of top shelf to look at some additions that were uploaded from the game sports show also from bitter rivals podcast and then also with real talk with strong minds so we got sports, we got mental health, and we got more things coming under different categories there on the TGEM network through YouTube. You can hear the Game Sports Show on the GameSportsShow.com and also through multiple podcast sites and platforms with Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, Podtail. You know, we got Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, the Game Sports Show is there. And as I mentioned, TGEM network, a lot of big things coming. And speaking of that, we're here recording on Tuesday, February the 8th, and we have a big show coming up on February the 10th. That is our Little Caesar special edition upload. We will have Marcel Dion and Pete Mahovlich, a multi-guest edition, and they both join myself and hosts of our special edition uploads, uh, Brendan Brooks, for that amazing episode. Let me tell you, it was electrifying. I am so pumped for that to be uploaded and you can also follow the game sports show on facebook instagram soon to be the game entertainment and media will have social media as well we'll be joining tiktok yes we'll be joining tiktok i can't believe that is just came out of my mouth you know who i am i introduced myself and talked about what's going on make sure you check out northern superior on facebook and instagram as well they're quite active or their website you can check out as well which is northern superior.org as i said just get down there and get some beer and if you're not going to get in the bar and enjoy the time. Just get some beer from the shop right from inside the tap room. All right. Fantastic. Let's bring in the whole cast joining the show here. And let's just say this is the, the four, the four amigos, the four horsemen, whatever you want to call us. Cause the original four horsemen is actually myself, EJ Butch and Scott from the live radio editions. As you know, hike had a lot of fun on his radio live edition, as we just talked about on well, off the air, but this is the original four uh, with our top shelf edition, which veers back to our hockey episodes, which actually started in 2016. Lots of time. And I'm going to bring in, and there's a tie for seniority on this. So I can't, I'm just going to go to the individual uh, that I worked alongside with that got onto this show just by talking about Toronto Maple Leafs with me while at work one time. The one and only Justin Heichel. Hike, thanks for taking the time to come chat with us on top shelf. Hey, it's good. Uh, good to be here. Good to talk hockey again. Uh, it's been a little while. Yeah, it's, January 17th was our last episode. We're hitting a month. Yeah, so it's it's been not a month. It's the eighth of February. It's Close. a couple a couple days. 
It's been a couple days. Oh, we're back. We're doing all right. Hockey's back again. It felt like the Leafs only played twice since Christmas. <laughs> but uh, no, it'll be good to hear, uh, hear the chat hockey and uh, talk to the fellas again. Definitely. Now let's go to the other one. Yeah, you guys know him. And another one, Dane Hantro. I shouldn't call him just another one. He is a big part of the game sports show and uh, TGM overall, and obviously involving our sports side of things with hockey. He is an Edmonton Oilers fan. He talks about on this show, and I imagine we're going to talk Oilers at some point in this conversation along with Toronto. I'm sure it will get brought up as it commonly does in every kind of Canadian hockey podcast, it seems like. But Dane, my friend, from the conference of your home in your Oiler cubicle area. I don't know what to call your area. I know you can't see video at this time, which is coming very soon for our new shows, not just our special edition shows, but you got a good comfort zone there in your house with all the Oilers around you. Thanks for coming on the show here tonight. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, good to be back with the fellas there. Uh, so yeah, big, uh, big uh, matchup tonight, divisional matchup between the Oilers and Vegas. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to tonight. Uh, so I'm just going to get that mentally prepared before that game. Mentally prepared because it can go either way. Now let's go exactly. to the next individual who, uh, well, as much as Dane is too, a part of other shows, I should mention that uh, Dane has done a special edition show with Darren McCarty that you could check out from before. I just forgot that you were on that show for a second, Dane. But Alex, oh, uh, uh, Alex also who does our special edition shows, Alex is a big part of helping with video. Uh, obviously, Alex Flood is a big part of the video editing with our special edition uploads now. Alex, who's uh, obviously a video guy as well, sports analyst does everything. You're on the special edition uploads as well. Uh, hikes involved and in the pocket as well. Here I am forgetting what other shows you guys are because we do a lot of great content. But Alex, you and I met through a previous media outlet, I will call it. Very uh, nice. Very uh, good job navigating that one. Uh, and now ultimately that led to just an amazing friendship for you and I. You ended up leaving that alternate outlet. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably the only good thing that came out of it. <laughs> and then you came here and work. Now you're full-time with TGM and the Game Sports Show, and you're working full-time. You do it all. And you're also a full-time stud with me and Dane on the absolute wagon of the EASHL <laughs> Game Sports Show team. Alex, my friend, thanks for coming on the show here on Top Shelf tonight. What the hell are you talking about TikTok for? I don't know, man. I, I, we're going to be on TikTok, and that's the yet another thing you're going to have to do. some dances? You're going to do the Renegade? You're going to have to show me how to use TikTok, too. Let's get real. What are you going to do? Learn some dance moves? Or, like, what's the, what are we doing there? You have a dance-off. Me, you, hike, Dane. Yeah, I could literally be blacked out, unable to move, and I still wouldn't have enough confidence to get up and Dane. do that. My money's on Dane, to be honest. That's Dane? Dane, like, you got some dance moves I, in I, Dane's got some moves. Ah, you know, yeah? after two, three... I, I I can get uh, pretty loose on the dance floor. Dane gets jiggy with it. Okay, we're gonna have to we'll explore have to that see. a little bit more. We will have to see at the McCaig wedding in 2023. People, God, that's still yeah. call call up uh, Northern Superior, get the keg tapped, and uh, let's see what Dane's got. I wonder what yeah, beer just we're let him have. loose. I yeah, wonder, I wonder what beer we're gonna have at that wedding. I wonder what's gonna be a big beer there. I know a kind. Uh, Whatever's free. <laughs> it is open bar so yes don't worry about that <laughs> the, the McKeg wedding is brought to you in part by northern superior yeah. at the tapper <laughs> the bill's going to lukenda and blake and the fellows at northern superior, <laughs> northern <laughs> superior where the bill's on dave <laughs> yeah all right fellas lots of things top shelf this is where we talk hockey we both we go with local regional and national which is part of the game sports show uh tag uh, the the twins who's only local regional national sports show uh that quote can be even changed to being 
one of the only local regional national sports shows that covers everything. TGEM Network, as I mentioned, uh, we will have video uploads with our news shows soon that is coming. Uh, we project our first news show to be in the pocket uh, for our Super Bowl preview show will be our first video there, I believe, as long as yours truly can dial down the video in time because I'm not putting that video onus on Al- on the one of the Alex's. It's yours truly that's doing it. So I appreciate the patience uh, with the fans and listeners for that. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe on all the platforms of Game Sports Show and, of course, TGEM. So top shelf is where we talk hockey. Today's agenda, uh, we got a layout that we try. Obviously, we don't follow a script. As everyone knows, we have fun on this, but we do plan to touch All-Star Game. We do plan to touch the Olympics. Uh, in terms of the hockey side of things. And then we plan to touch on uh, Jack Eichel and the trade deadline will be some topics. And then we might have some bonus content in there if we have time. Uh, we are going for about 35 minutes total. I've already used 10 minutes up on this introduction. So get right to it. I'm going to go over to Heichel first. And the reason why I'm going to go to Heichel first, not just because of the seniority thing or introduction purposes, but I know when you and I connected off air through text message, Hike, you mentioned that you want to do some ranting, okay? And you wanted to get some rest. You wanted to feel good and be ready for some ranting about the All-Star game. And obviously, this is a topic that's been talked about a lot, not only on this show, but podcasts since it's been completed. So I want to get this topic right off the hop, started with the bags. I know you have a conspiracy theory. You told us to get our oil <laughs> hats ready. So I want you to lay it out on for us, for us to talk about. When you're done stating your line, I'll actually go to Alex next, and then Dane will segue back to me. So... Hike, then par. Hike, you can uh, start us off with the all-star game uh, conspiracy theory that you have. All right. We'll go into the conspiracy theory first before I just flat out bitch. Um, So I was watching like the commissioner and what's his nuts press conference there, like the dynamic duo they have. uh, They're sitting there talking Friday night. And some of the interest, you know, they were going to ask all the usual questions. They were asking about the Rocky Wirtz situation and slush that off. They asked about they, when it started to catch my interest is when they started asking about the Arizona Coyotes and are you worried about not having an arena deal and again slush that off and then he started talking like he Gary Bettman kind of went off on his own about complaining about how there's certain markets in Canada where we can't have fans in the re- rinks and that's really hurting the team's revenue stream and yada yada. And then he went back to the Arizona thing and the reporter just kept asking, are you okay with teams playing in a 3,500 person stadium or rink? Well, if that's what we have to do, you know, so if you're okay, you know, you're okay with 3,500 fans at a rink in Arizona, but having no fans in the rink in Canada is hurting the league's revenue stream. Then why can't maybe, you know, this is the whole, and maybe I'm just overthinking this, but wouldn't it be better better for the league's revenue stream to maybe just take that team out of Arizona and move them into Canada as well? I mean, they definitely the, have dirt on them. They definitely have dirt on them. Like, there's just, it doesn't, like, I, I'm not super good at connecting the dots here. I've taken too many hits to the head to, like, soundly connect dots. But you guys hear, like, you see where I'm going with this, right? Like, in one hand, they're saying, well, you know, Canadian teams might have to come to the States and play games because that's where we can get fans in the ring. But it's totally okay to have the Arizona Coyotes play at the McMeekin. <laughs> like, you know, because they'll get enough fans to cover what? See, here's what I'll say to that quick. You know, they think about moving them to a rink that's smaller so it's bigger, right? And two quick points. Florida, there's a team that's doing well now. Now 
gone to the grave is the memes both Florida not having fans because now everyone's going to the games. Are they selling out? No, but they're getting more fans. You know, but the NHL is doing whatever it can take to save Arizona for some reason. And whatever it wants to do. And you look at the example of Vegas, 200% enrollment for hockey has increased in Nevada since Vegas entered the league. And I, and the big portion of that success is because that the Vegas has been successful. Arizona is dumpster. Okay. They are a dumpster fire. I'm sorry, biz nasty. I'm sorry to all the coyote fans out there. I do feel for you. Okay. Honestly, I do. But even if you load up, Arizona Coyotes and Chell and you play them in franchise mode, you have no value to change trade your players unless you're Phil Kessel, Clayton Keller, uh, or if you're going to trade Dylan Gunther or Jacob Chikrin. Okay. And Chikrin is they're trying to literally rob teams for them. Okay. And we're going to talk trade deadline stuff and whoever gets Chikrin's going to have to pay a pretty darn pretty penny, which I guess of course worth the value. The guy's a top four defenseman, but Arizona is a team that is, been rebuilding for time. They haven't had that success. So, but Arizona is trying to be saved by the NHL so much. And I don't understand why, but hike, I'll go back to you. Cause I know I said it was hike than par. I know you had a couple points to bring up there. So I'll, I'll go back. Uh, um, no, it just, I, I, it kind of, like I was sitting there listening to this and like, I can't be the only one like hearing these conflicting points, but I mean, some of the stuff out of the all-star weekend, like that 21 thing, that was pretty cool. It was okay. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. They were too good at it. I, I, the, the one thing that kind of burned me a little bit is like they always find a way to include like some of the female hockey players, but it's such like a backhanded inclusion. Like they had, they had them as the goalies in the shootout, and then they got some of the guys coming down with beach balls, and like you, you could have had Vesatoskala in that and just tossed beach, beach balls over him. It would have been still fine. Went in. Still would have went in. Like, well, it still would have went in. It's the all-star game. Like, it, you don't well, want to like, What are you going like, to bring? The, yeah, but what are you going to bring the chicks out? Like, yeah, we're going to include them, but then we're going to embarrass them. Well, then all the know. young girls around who are hockey players can grow up to get absolutely rifled on in the breakaway challenge. Like, like I guess. So maybe, maybe I'm just like the mainstream media has got to me in that aspect, and I should – shake my head a little bit but i don't know if you're gonna let the chicks do something like the fastest skater last year that was pretty solid you know yeah that was but, fun but i don't know that's so, whatever St- stamkos's kid stole the show for me on the weekend with the zamboni if you haven't seen the clip <laughs> go watch it i didn't mind the saucer passes i actually liked it i thought that was a pretty cool the Derek, the Derek car one was the one that made me go okay enough Honestly, that was the Seagrass not winning. That is absolute larceny, but that's. I was at work with talking to non-sports fans who just happened to catch some of the all-star game. And they they compared it to a high school talent show with the costumes and the props that they were using. (laughs) And like, this is supposed to be your event to get casual fans to want to watch. And like, for someone that would never watch it for any other reason, stumbles across it, and that's what they compare it to, you're dropping the ball. You, they, like The NHL is doing such a bad job in comparison to growing the game than any other of the four major sports, and you're going to compare it to a high school talent show. Well, I mean, in comparison, let's just throw this out there. Out of the two all-star events that were going on this weekend, the NHL one, in my opinion, was substantially more competitive and interesting 
than I the mean, Pro Bowl. Yeah, but I know if I had to pick one of those leagues with the All-Star game included in it, I know what league I'm going to pick because it's presented oh, yeah. better. The games are way more fun to watch. Ah, nah. I, I know I know what you mean. Just the NHL is all like it's it's a little it's supposed to be fun. It comes across as fun, I guess. But yeah, I know what you mean. If you're if you're on the outside looking in, it's a tough look. That's I do walked out there with a fake baby and then tried to play hockey. Like, whoa, that's that's crazy stuff over there, guys. Well, Look that's what I mean. He rambunctious. scored a goal with a football. Like, John Ham giving a 19 for a score because that guy won a Stanley Cup for his team. Like, oh, like man, like I don't care. Why was there care. a why was there a puppet giving out scores? And why because was it's, Mark, Mark it's Messi Vegas, baby. inside the puppy? Like, why? Uh, I liked that they kind of did it slam dunk style, like the slam dunk contest where they had the judges there. Like, yeah, that's cool. Sure. But, like, can we have some integrity in the voting, please, Mr. Ham? Like, come on. Give your head a shot. Yeah. But, like, the slam dunk, they, like, dunk over the car and it's cool. Why don't these guys fire pucks through, like, open windows of a car? That'd be cool. You know? Or why not the guy that does the coolest thing win? Dan, I know you have. Uh, I know you and I talked while we were chowing it up uh, yesterday. Definitely sucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think the All Star Game needs a shake up. I think there's a couple things that they could go back to that worked. Um, I think everybody enjoyed the draft. I, you know, Phil Kessel winning that vehicle, getting draft last. Um, like, I, I feel like you know. The, the divisions don't necessarily all need to play with each other. Um, so I kind of like that idea, but yeah, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of the skills competition. I, I obviously checked it out, uh, the highlights on YouTube, but uh, I pretty much watched the whole all-star game. And I mean, ugh, it was, it was very uninteresting. <laughs> um, I would say the final game, there was a little bit more pace, especially in the third period, but like, other than that, um, it's just, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's better than the Pro Bowl. I mean, I must admit, there. I think there was one tackle made that whole game. They might as well just made it play flag football for that. That's like but. saying that pile of garbage smells a little bit less bad than this pile of garbage. They're both terrible. They're not good. Yeah, well, like, we'll go back to the last show that we had. Like, I, I, I mentioned, maybe fill in, you know, a world championship every three years like it doesn't have to be this even two years or four years three years kind of makes the most sense where it's not super repetitive and it's it's kind of you know a long enough time between tournaments where you know i i think it will mean a little bit more um but yeah like i i i'm not sure if kids if kids still love the all-star game i know when i was younger that was something i definitely looked forward to watching but you know as a 30 year old man um it's <laughs> I, I could care I could care less about the all-star game at this point. And I, I gave it another crack and I, I watched the whole game. And I mean, yeah. Dane, I was the opposite to you. I only watched the skills competition and I did not watch the actual game. Why was it different missed. for you? Why were you the vice versa? You missed. You missed. Um, I, I, I think I was just busy doing something during oh, okay. the stop and, and I was and, just and, available and I turned on the TV and I was like, oh, you know what? 
might as well watch this uh this all-star game and it's i okay, basically wasted three hours of my life Dave, you can't sit there and say they don't remember Owen Nolan's all-star game when they pointed and those late 90 games and those early thousands, especially 02. I, Toronto, I, yeah, it was there's moments from every every all-star game that, you know, you can look back on that were exciting, but it I, was I, good I think until they're few the, and far between. It was good to the lockout in, in um, Jesus, what I always mess it up, 05, 06, right? Uh, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Which, which one? <laughs> it was good until 05, the All-Star game, in my opinion. Not good, like, oh, my God, yeah. But, no, it was what it was good when I was younger. Then it was manageable and watchable. Now it's like, what the actual fuck? And to end it with that point, because then I'll go to Alex to, obviously, with time crunch. Well, I'm going to get Alex kind of spearhead. I don't know if I'm suing you for this. If I am, sorry. But oh, but uh, let's find out. Let's find uh, out. But the only thing I'll say about the all-star, the all-star game is that for the skills competition, bring in the best people at that particular skill. And then yes! for, the all- yes! for the all-star oh. game, bring in the best players and make it worthwhile watching if you're still going to do this. If you're not going to do the all-star game because you know it's a joke and agree with us, then come up with something that's a bit more manageable where maybe, you know what, it's not just a game. Maybe it's a bunch of – it's a skills weekend. I don't know. Come up with something creative. But when I see skills, I don't want to see fucking Tom Wilson doing a fucking goddamn – sorry – slap shot because that guy don't hit. I want to see Chara still out there. I want to see Al McInnes come out of retirement. I bet you he'll shoot harder than those guys. I want to see Ray Bork come out of retirement and still snipe four for four like he did in 90 fucking four or two, whatever year it was. I was one years old. But I want him to still come out. I want to see the best players at that skill. Anthony Greco. No, not our friend, Dane, but the guy that plays in the AHL that apparently broke McDavid's record. But he's not faster than McDavid because no one's faster than McDavid. I don't care what anybody says. I don't even care who won and won this Jordan Cairo. No, you're not faster than McDavid is, especially with a puck. But anyways, when you have – I want to see Anthony Greco racing this thing because I want to see that guy go around the ice because he's the one of the best at it. Ilya Mikheyev, he's a fucking bullet, and Kasperi Kapanen. I want to see those two guys. Okay, Homer. Okay, Homer. Uh, Kapanen's not a fucking Homer. He's a penguin. He's a trade. He's gone. He's gone. Mikhaev, yes, but you can't say that Mikhaev's not fast. He is very fast. Yeah. But no, I agree 100%. The NBA does it right. They bring in the best people at that particular skill to do it because it's the all star game where you're supposed to have the best players. What's the NHL just neglects to do? Well, I have to fucking watch Adrian Kempe instead of Nazem Kadri. <laughs> and then for the game? Bring in the best players then or think up something. Yes. If you're going to do the all star game and continue to do it, do it that way. If not, Fuck off, All-Star game. Uh, another idea would be uh, uh, possibly implementing a mid-season tournament. You could do a, a, a one-game elimination with all the teams. Got 32 teams now. Fucking do a little March Madness, middle of the season. Take a week to get all those games done. But do you fun. really want to get, like, if I'm an owner, do I really want no, Austin I mean, Matthews no, going it's going out it, there and getting injured in a meaningless game. Yeah, but the but the, the owners don't give a fuck about the All-Star game either. It's not the All-Star game in that week the is players not for the owners. about the All-Star game. I, I don't give a fuck about the All-Star game. Well, why are we I, doing it? I, 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 honest honest to God, like, the, the simple solution here is to get a sponsor to come in and say, like, listen, Microsoft All-Star game, whatever. The winning the players off the winning team each get a million bucks. You know, well, then then, then a million dollars per player. You'd see body checks. You'd see fucking sl- uh, slashes to the guys nuts. 
they play. Well, and, uh, and you know what? If it's if it's the best guys at every position or the best guys in, you know what I mean? If it the was best guys by gonna... Honda this year, by the way. Well, yeah, great. Whoop de fuck. Spot. It's just like it's like the when Kessel got d- picked last. Here you go, Phil. You've won a base model. You <laughs> are Honda Civic standard with roll down crank windows. Oh, oh wow. awesome! That awesome. Was donated nice. to charity. <laughs> that yeah. was like... It has a sticker price of thirteen thousand nine hundred and ninety-seven dollars, Drew. <laughs> yeah, and then fucking Alex Petrangelo scores through a drum line and wins the breakaway oh, challenge. No, yeah, why the fuck no, was no. he in the breakaway challenge? It's a fucking joke. That was a fucking joke. That's like having me in the salad bar challenge. For fuck's yeah, sake. except the only thing is you would eat the salad. Petrangelo didn't even fucking score. <laughs> Alex, Olympics, uh, transitioning, switching gears, and then you can comment on this next uh, after you bring it up. The All-Star, the Olympics, first, we'll go to two kind of points. Uh, you have Anne-Renée uh, Desbien, who stopped 51 shots yesterday. Good. Game, uh, that's fucking awesome. Uh, Canada's win, 4-2 win in uh, women's hockey uh, in the Olympics. Uh, Sioux Michigan native Abby Rock plays for the United States of America. She's actually a game sports show fan. She's been around since uh, the beginning days when we were doing Blue Devils high school hockey she played at. So fun little fact. It was cool seeing her play for the United States yesterday. Uh, Get her on the show after. Get her, uh, hit her up. Hit up the team. Fun see fact. You just teased it. There's the fun fact. It's going to oh. happen. But uh, you have... You have a uh, Olympics committee there that it's Canada and the States for the women's Alex. So you can touch on that if you'd like. Uh, but overall, the men's hockey team, the Olympics, different team than we thought we would see. You know, it'd be nice if we saw McDavid, McKinnon and Crosby on the power play featuring Kale McCarr. And uh, I guess I guess you put Jonathan Huberdeau on the point with them, maybe whatever it may be. And imagine them working the power play against China. No offense, China, but <laughs> No comment. Uh, Dave, Dave, I don't want you to go anywhere. Uh, don't say anything too bad about China now. No, I, I don't think that would have been a game to watch. But you put that power play out there, it would have been absolute savage, okay, in any kind of matchup. That would have been gross. So I want you to touch on the Olympics on the hockey side. You can go either way. Dane, when uh, done, you can uh, chime in on it. I honestly have not been following the Olympics that heavily at all. As soon as I knew the NHL wasn't going, I went, eh, don't really care. It's in China. Eh, don't really want to – Give them too much of my money or my attention. But you know the roster, Canadian women? Obviously, though, no. Pardon? You know the Canadian roster. No, you got Eric Stahl, Kent Johnson, Eric O'Dell, Daniel Winnick, Mason McTavish, David Darnay, Jordan Wheel, Josh Hosang. Are you Owen. reading this right now, or are you just going off the top of your head? Off my head. Uh, Owen That's Power was one, I believe. Mason Devin, McTavish? Uh, yeah, he's sick. Uh, Dave, Devin, Devin Levi, I believe, is in net as well. Yeah. Pick. Uh, you have Eric Pasquale. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a classic name, but you got, uh, you got a team there. That's still pretty David DeHarnay. Love saying that name. Uh, you got, you, you got, yeah. And then there. Russia just comes in and bulldozes everybody in hockey and then win the gold. Cause they're the KHL players are playing. Yeah, obviously. Exactly. But you have, uh, that's the Canadian men's team. So I don't know if you want to touch on their roster briefly, if you think this is a gold medal team or if we're going to see more of a lower finish. The only real point I have about anything hockey related at the Olympics is how badass our women's team is for getting the results back from Russia during the game when they had, they were wearing the masks, both teams. So Russia went, Oh, we're good. Took off the masks. And then they finished the game wearing the N95 masks and still won. 
Hell yeah. Don't you dare tell me you can't walk down the street with a mask on because, oh, I can't breathe. They just, they were just skating laps, playing the highest level of hockey that they could play, kicking ass with those masks on. That was cool. That was so cool. They were kicking ass. Dane, I'll slide over to you with it then. You got Jason Demers and Josh Hosang. I think Hosang will be fighting for a contract. I'd be very surprised if he's not in a Toronto lineup by the end of the year. He'd uh, have to go through waivers to sign an NHL deal, so yeah. he's definitely not going to be on the roster. Yeah, so he'd be picked up elsewhere, probably the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, Jason Demers, you got Owen Power, who's a stud. They, they got a good team on the men's side, but do you have anything to say with the women's uh, big win yesterday or even uh, touching on the men's Olympic roster? Checked out a little bit of the game uh, last night. Um, obviously, Canada 4-2 win against the States. Um, looked like the States was kind of, you know, taking them to school early on in the game. But as Canada does against the United States in women's hockey, we usually come back and uh, win the game. So, I mean, I don't see any reason for uh, the, the, the women's team not to to win again. Uh, Mary Philip got the big uh, sh- or, uh, penalty shot. You knew she was going to score. I think I would have bet, you know, my my savings account on the fact uh, that she was going to score that goal. There was no doubt in my mind. Heavy um, account. So, I, I, yeah, I think I think the girls are, uh, yeah, they're bound for another gold medal. Um, I, I think it's also interesting to see some of the other, you know, countries are uh, starting to, you know, gain a little bit of mo- momentum. And, you know, it, it's. I'm hoping to see down the road. It's just not going to be a two team show. Um, And, you know, some other teams are going to be able to kind of maybe push for some, uh, you know, maybe get into the gold medal game. Uh, But uh, yeah, on to the men's team. Um, I think the men's team probably have just as good of a chance to win as Germany, Uh, Germany silver medalist last time uh, in the Olympics there. But yeah, definitely a couple uh, interesting, uh, you know, roster players, uh, you know, with the young guys with Kent Johnson powers, Mason McTavish. So um, I, I, I'm definitely a lot more intrigued uh, with this team as I uh, compared to the last Olympics that we were at with the, without the NHL players. So I think uh, I'll probably be watching a couple more games. But yeah, it's still unfortunate that the NHL players didn't get to go. So it's it's it's, it's just not the same, right, boys? Like it's it just if Canada wins, it's just it's not going to feel the same as you know if it was you know Crosby, McDavid, and the rest of the fellows there. I think it would but, be even more impressive if they can still win. Every team is suffering from not having their NHL players there. Like Russia's thriving. Maybe. But, but Russia's top 10 best players are in the NHL. Sure. But they're like, they have the best chance. They have a whole nother league to pick from. Yeah. But they have tons of Canadians play in the, the KHL too. I, I I mean I I would I would think that Russia is probably the favorites. I mean I don't know enough about European hockey to really have a. It's 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 a team. It's four lines of shooters. Perfect. You're gonna look, and there's gonna be three guys standing in like the left circle constantly. That's yeah. it. You just the Chinese team is mostly made of their KHL team, the Kulin Red Star. So it's basically a KHL team in China. And when you now I'm looking at rosters par if you're intrigued uh, to uh, Oilers legend Tobias Reeder is playing for the for Germany and least legend Kribian Halzer is playing for Germany as well. <laughs> uh, so you have a couple of players there. Russia doesn't have a roster listed. 
Uh, check doesn't uh, have it listed as well, according to the Hockey Canada website. Uh, it could be on the Olympic site. I'm just doing a quick navigation here on the Hockey Canada side of things. Uh, Finland also. So it seems like the other division, they have group B and C. They don't have the roster. Uh, but if you look at the United States, uh, they do have their roster open. You got Maddie Beneers. You got Kenny Augustino, another Leaf legend. Uh, you got you got Nick Shore. Uh, obviously, Nick Shore's got uh, ties uh, through to the game sports show. Fun fact with the Shore side of family. Uh, David Warfowski, there's a, another Leaf legend involved in the Kapanen trade. There's a lot of uh, like ex-Leaf legends here. So if you're a Leaf fan, maybe you're going to like seeing some of these guys that never really played a fucking game for Toronto. Uh, but I think the fun fact. Wait, wait, wait to sell it there. Landon Ferraro, Ray's uh, son, is playing for Canada. And I can imagine uh, Ray Ferraro just talking the background and talking how Landon uh, is hearing his voice, thinking of, uh, again, Shell 22, uh, just what he would say about his uh, son on the side if he was in between the benches. But I think the interesting intrigue here, Dane, is the guys, like I mentioned, Joshua Sang, uh, also uh, Jason Demers and Eric Stahl. I think Eric Stahl's a guy fighting for, you know, maybe having a contract being a veteran guy on a team i know you may think i'm crazy uh, but i think there is a fit potentially with a canadian team on there and i think you know what team i'm talking about when i said you may think i'm crazy uh, but i think there might be a fit on edmonton for it uh, and when it comes to jason demers don't know where he would play essentially anyways he'd be a good depth guy to add uh, but the, again there's a lot of good players on the canadian side and you bring up a good point about them being a team that could be a like a Germany type finish where they got the silver. You got Shane Doan, who's the GM, Claude Julian's uh, the coach, Nolan Baumgartner's actually no, I believe it's Jeremy Carlton that's taken over as the coach. If I remember correctly, I could be corrected if I'm wrong here on that. But you have a team right now that could win this, Dane, as uh, you're kind of mentioning. Yeah, like I mean, Russia has to largely have the same team makeup as they did in the last Olympics, and Germany took them to overtime, so. This Canadian roster is, I think, arguably significantly better than the last one at the Olympics um, without the NHL players. So Russia I, I think did it, it all I think without it's their be... best player, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Ilya Kovalchuk, buddy. That Ilya Kovalchuk. Score, score yeah, equal. Um, yeah, Vladimir Putin's averaging, like, the over-under for goals a game for him is set at, like, seven yeah, and a half. He, I was going to say he pounds in 15 a game. So it's yeah, not... It's, Easy. So you put that guy in the lineup, that's a game changer. That guy, you know, he's probably I, I, the I, best hockey player in the world. At, yeah, period. That's it. That's just it. I, I, would, I would say that if anybody, any teams are happy about the NHL players not going, it's definitely, you know, China, Latvia, Denmark's probably not too butthurt about it either. So, well, I, I mean, it, it, goal, it definitely right? makes it a little bit more competitive. We're not going to have, you know, these these bottom two, bottom three teams that are, you know, going to get, you know, roasted every single game here. So, I mean, it should be a competitive uh, tournament, like very competitive. So can you guess another Oiler legend that's on the Germany, Dane? Uh, I would have to look at the roster, but no, he wants you to guess. Yeah. Dominic. Oh, okay. Can you give, oh, I know Dominic Cahoon's on it or to- Toby Ryder. There you go. Toby, Tobias Reader and Dominic Cahoon. Are, uh, nice. Two Oiler yeah, I have told, if Toby, if Toby would have scored those 10 goals that one year, we would have made the playoffs two oh, years ago, three yeah. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, get into it because I know we are getting to the 10 minute mark. I believe even less, um, if I'm correct. I think we're going even closer on the on the time. So, Dane, I know you wanted to uh, talk about the Jack Eichel and trade deadline. So, I'm going to give you the reign with Jack Eichel, and then we're kind of just going to leave that with you, and we can touch base on it more as he potentially approaches the lineup. And then I'm going to go around the horn to talk about the trade deadline a minute each, and then we'll wrap up the show. Uh, so, Dane, Jack Eichel chat. Yeah, so Jack Eichel has been skating for a while, but uh, he most uh, just recently got cleared for contact. So, I mean, there's still half the season to go. Like, did, what, what, what does Vegas do here? So, I mean, they have definitely a couple options. They could pull the Tampa and not have him play until the playoffs. But, I mean, the guy hasn't played in, you know, almost a full, you know, NHL season you think you want him to get a couple of reps, a couple of games in uh, beforehand. I mean, I think it would be, um, I think it would be a stretch to say that he's going to come in like Kucherov and, you know, lead the playoffs and points back to back years kind of thing. Um, so as we know, Vegas is pretty up against the cap right now. Um, they got a couple options, I suppose, of players they could move out. Uh, Max Pacioretty, who's actually having a terrific season so far, obviously has a bit of the injury bug earlier on, but uh, 19 games, 23 points. I mean, is that a guy that you really want to move out of your lineup? Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau, uh, Riley Smith, and Evgeny uh, Dadanov are probably the three guys that you're going to look at. And the thing is, two of them have to go. And do you really want to, you know, kind of put yourself in, in an Edmonton Oilers kind of, you know, way where you're, you're taking a lot of that secondary scoring away from your team just by adding this $10 million contract. I don't think they look at to, you know, move any of their defensemen. Brady McNabb might be a guy at 2.5 that they could move out, but I mean, they, they literally got to move out almost $10 million worth of cap space to, uh, to fit in uh, Jack Eichel. So uh, Jack, I'll just ask you boys kind of what you, uh, what you guys think uh, they, they might do um, as far as uh, their Jack Eichel situation. So uh, David, you can, uh, you can go first there, bud. I'll be quick. Uh, I'll say, I think on the trading block, if you're looking up front, people look at Marshall, Riley Smith, and Evgeny Dadnov would be the three that you're looking at. Uh, if you look at Riley Smith, he's a pending UFA. I think it might be a bit more attractive, but it's a rental market for that. I think Dadnov's going to be the first guy you're trading. Uh, when you look at Evgeny Dadnov, I know that takes away a little bit of the depth scoring, but you can't forget they have Chandler Stevenson uh, that's also injured, who's going to be coming back very soon. That's another 3.25 on the cap. Dadnov only has 21 points and 40 for games. Yes, Par, I looked that one up quickly. Uh, so I, I, I would say <laughs> that uh, Dadnoff would be a guy that'd be moved and Riley Smith and then you sub in Chandler Stevenson uh, and Jack Eichel. I think those are the two guys that you keep an eye on to be moved. I don't know if it's between Smith and Marshall, but those are the three guys. Two of those three guys uh, should be moved to make room for Chandler and Jack. If they can also look at clearing up additional space, Loire Brisson makes $2.325 million uh, as a backup goalie. There's a lot more affordable backup options that they can look at adding. I can't name that top of my head, but there are options this year. Uh, Loire Brisson has a 2.87 goals against average and a 0.897 save percentage. So he's doing okay, but I imagine you can get maybe a minimum contract million dollar goalie and that eats up another 1.3 for Vegas. So I think they're going to make trades. They're going to have to. But I will say out of all that, 
I think they might be inclined to take the risk that Tampa did uh, with going into and having over the cap. Yes, you have a player that hasn't played in a long time, but this is Jack Eichel we're talking about. We're not talking about uh, Ilya Mikheyev, or we're not talking about David McKay going up to the roster. Okay, you're talking about Jack Eichel, who is uh, going to be in prime form, practicing hard. I think Vegas should be smart and go the LTIR route like Tampa, but if they're not going to, it's going to be two of between Dadnoff, Smith, and Marcia So, and they should look at trading Brisson. Hike. Yeah, I just I don't I don't think they could just keep him on the shelf that long. No, he's clear like for if, contact. I mean, how do you yeah. get away from that? Oh, he tweaks something and he's going to be out for three more months. I don't I don't really think you can get away with that. Yeah, he, Actually, he it's tweaked, the NHL, whatever. They'll turn a blind eye to whatever. He tweaked his salary cap finger, and so Alec now Martinez. he's out until April. Don't forget, Alec Martinez is, is on LTIR. I don't feel play this year, but five point two five on LTIR there too. So there's there's a guy who might not be able to come back till playoffs. So they well, might and he and he's skating right now too. So he's he's huh. probably a two week to a month timeline. I'm not sure what the extent of his injury is, but like this is this is a headache looking at their their cap crunch here. And I mean like. <laughs> Pacioretty is the one guy that I would think I would want to move. And, like, he's having an unreal season. But, like, how many roster players do you really want to kick off your team? You do Pacioretty and you find some money somewhere else with a not-so-much-meaningful player. You can get um, And then you can make that work. Well, unless they're going to start trading for, like, the Nathan Horton contracts. And And you could. Or you can look for those depth guys that are affordable that are – Third line grinder types. That yeah, but with up. the money, that, with the money they got left, they can't even afford minimum wage. And the thing with Alec Martinez is he he has three more years at five point two million. So that, uh, at thirty four years old, that might be a tough contract to uh, to move. But like they can't bring him back. No, it like, depends how that contract back. is structured too. Like if it's not paying out that much in twenty three twenty four, but it's just a cap hit, and eh, you might be able to move it. I just don't know how it breaks down. Uh, based off of cap friendly, it breaks down 5.2 every year. So <laughs> uh, it's going to be All right. interesting. facts right there. Any final thoughts, Hike Par, with that before we go to a bit more trade deadline stuff? I know I, kind I don't. Of off part it's not necessarily trade deadline stuff. I just want to know how Dane uh, feels about Evander Kane through, I don't know, five games or so. Uh, only three, I think, so far. Okay. He has, he has two, goals or t- two goals in four games, maybe. Um, okay. So, I mean, so far, so good. I think, uh, you know, he's he's definitely learning the system. Um, he definitely, I think the first couple games, you know, definitely looked a little out of place in some areas, but his compete level looks good. Um, I Like I said, I think he's kind of the perfect player for Connor McDavid to play with. Um, so I, I hope think he's, he's the perfect player to tonight, keep but... the casinos in Edmonton open. I was going to say, how awkward was it for McDavid this weekend at the All-Star game? Hey, do yeah, you, he's probably uh, like, do you, do you know come? Evander Kane? Do you know Evander Kane? Uh, have you met him? Because he owes us a couple, a uh, couple. Do- no, don't know him at all. <laughs> Never heard of him. No, are, are you sure he's not on the team with you? Uh, you guys are just jealous. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say Evander Kane's pulling on his sleeve to try to tag along on the trip. I'll be honest. I would like a in on Toronto. I'm sorry. I've said that. I am. What? A, I've, oh. said I've said it. I've already said it. The fan base is enough of a cancer for that team. They don't well, need yeah, it in the locker room. You'd have too. to either go to Niagara Falls or Woodbine. So 30, okay. 30 goals score getting 
two million, I believe, on the cap. If he does that, then that's an absolute steal of a contract for a couple of years. But if he doesn't and he comes a problem, then I'm wrong and Dane's wrong. But I have a feeling in Edmonton, there's bittersweet fuck all to do except shovel your driveway unless you're Connor McDavid and have a heated driveway. And you, you can gamble online, Dave. Don't you forget that. You can. I imagine he's being heavily monitored by uh, Ken Holland. Uh, An ankle bracelet. Oh, yeah, Ken Holland. And offshore gambling sites. So <laughs> yeah. What I'll mention with the trade deadline is I think it's going to be very active trade deadline. Just to mention a couple names, Jack or Jack. Yep. Very talked about Jack. Eichel. Uh, Jake Chikrin will be a name that's moved. Claude Giroux. I know everyone's talking about if he's going to be a flyer forever. I think he'd want to be, but I think he's going to be open about going to a trade. And, hey, everyone's like, what three teams are you going to go to? Rangers, Toronto, Car- shut up. He's not going to Toronto. Toronto can't afford him. The Rangers, if they took that contract, it's very intriguing. But I think if Claude Giroux goes anywhere, it's going to be alongside Nathan McKinnon with the Colorado. How? 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 There's How? moves you can go. I can go to Cap Friendly and pull up stats. But, uh, you know, you have the you have a team in Colorado where I think – out of the Western Conference, I know Jack Eichel's returning and, you know, there's a team that's really up close to the cap, but I really think that you can make it work to have them come there, eat up the salary cap, and you can move some contracts. Some contracts you can maybe look at moving. You have uh, you have some good depth on the decor where you can move Ryan Murray. Uh, you also have um, some forward depth up front where you can maybe look at moving Valerie Nachushkin or maybe Tyson Jost would be a guy you would probably have to move. There's $2 million respectively between there. So there's $4 million and the Flyers will eat up some salary cap. Colorado still has a first next year, not this year, the following year. I feel like if you package Yost, a first round pick in 2023, and maybe if you throw in, as I said, maybe if it is Ryan Murray or a prospect below, you can make it work. And the only way Claude Giroux will go somewhere if he can almost have a shoe in to the cup finals and i'm sorry dan you may disagree but i think colorado i don't think you will disagree but i think colorado's got to be the favorite coming out of the west you're gonna trade claude Giroux for a first round pick a third line player and maybe another throw-in i think with toronto trading nick felino for a fucking first anything nick felino and claude Giroux should never be put into the same they are not way better than nick felino that's my point (laughs) he's worth the first that's what i'm saying so colorado will give up a first and i think a prospect in yost and was Philly eating up the rest of the cap the rest oh, of the I think he's that more, more they're gonna have to give up more than that, I think. Yeah, yeah that, you're really underselling Clyde Giroux. Well, the, Fly- the Flyers aren't gonna do Colorado a, like a favor and just give it to them. They're gonna take the best available deal. Yeah. And I think we forget. You, you think, if they're if they're gonna get if they're gonna if they're gonna go for Claude Giroux, I bet you uh Philadelphia will be asking for Alex Newhook. Mm. Okay. Yeah, like a, like yeah. a top, and, top and, a fr- and a first round pick. <laughs> you got to make the cap work in there too. So you got to throw a roster player that will eat up. Yeah, JT Comp or whatever, new chit or whoever. Yeah, that was, there you go. The, the, the salary part isn't much of it because that's not really the asset they're trading for. No, but that's where I think you got to admit the whole point of it is I think Claude makes up his own fate. So he's yeah, he does. They already said that. They told him that already. So if you got to think that Colorado might be an easy pick in the Western Conference, I think when you look at the East, how tough it is, especially in the Atlantic, that you look at maybe Colorado is probably your best chance to get to that final if he leaves Col- if he leaves Philly. If he doesn't leave or go to Colorado, I don't think he goes anywhere. So that's my hot take with the deadline. Dane, Alex, hike, and then we can wrap it up. Dane. Yeah, um, I, I I don't really have a whole lot else to add to that. Um. Any I mean, other trade deadline facts you want to bring forward? <laughs> That's what I meant by the point by the floor. If you have any players you think that are hot, 
topic to bring up. It's all you. Same with you, Alex and Hike. Ah, uh, not off the top of my head currently, Dave. No. No. Keeping it light. Alex, you? I given you um, the time to prep. Nah, man, I got to roast you for what a brutal trade decision that was, and we had some good talks. So, I mean, that's everything I look for in a show. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I okay. No, I I got something. I mean. No, 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 no. no. Come on. We'll, come we'll, on. We'll, we'll, go, we'll, go back, we'll go back to Montreal here. I, I think Montreal desperately uh, has to make some moves. They got to trade out some contracts. Um, and I think they have a bunch of really good second-line players that don't carry huge, huge contracts that are movable players. So um, I think, yeah, you're going to look at Gallagher maybe being a guy on the way out. Um, oh, who else? Trade, ca- trade carry Price to Vegas What do you mean? Don't you want the first overall pick? They may as well just keep everybody. They're doing a good job getting there. <laughs> and I guess I guess uh, John Klingberg wants out of Dallas, but that's a huge contract too. But uh, yeah. I think a lot of a lot of teams could be looking for a puck moving defenseman. I like that. So maybe Toronto Maple Leafs, David. I'll say John Klingberg's contract is only four point two five million this year, and he's a UFA, so that's not too bad. Oh, that's not terrible. Yeah, trade for him. Fuck Justin Hall. Another another pro. That's another conversation. He's been fine lately. Fuck off. Tall's not been fine. He looks like Ackyberg 2.0. Do you know what Aki Jesus Berg Christ? Is? Well, back it up. Back <laughs> it up. <laughs> like you, you are a defenseman abuser. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a Leafs fan. He's got to be. Jake Gardner is not a legend. Jake Gardner is not a legend. At yeah, all. you pick someone though, and you just beat on them. Yeah, and it's Hall for you now. Like, that guy's like, been fine lately. German. I haven't noticed him. Yeah, you shit yeah, on Travis Dermott, Dermott for, more than anything. Who was that dweeb that came from Edmonton, and you let him have it for a while, too? Oh, fuck. Now he's on the, now he's on the Marlies. Marinchen? Oh, yeah. Marinchen. He's su- <laughs> suicidal down there because of Dave yelling at him. Marinchen yeah. <laughs> is so fucking bad, man. I can't even fucking. Yeah, here, see? Here we go. Fucking begin. I'd rather have Jake Gardner. You Mark might as well. You know, you should be a motivational speaker. He's playing for the Czech Republic. I heard. Okay, I just read that. If I see him on the fucking ice, I better see Josh Hosang dangle or, and sang around him. I don't. That made no sense. He's gonna get defenseman of the tournament. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna get signed by Toronto and then play in the gold football. gold medal. Uh, okay. Playing with his bionic hips. Par any hot takes for the deadline in your view? Then hike. Then we can wrap it up. Nah, I got nothing. I'm good. You're good? I'm good. Done the abusing. I see that. Justin Hall is not a fucking legend. Hike, how about you? Final. Okay, well, nobody said that either. We just said, like, hey, he hasn't been too bad. Oh, I, I want to see, like, the first ever, like, game, game sports show, like, rough and rowdy boxing in the parking lot at Northern Superior. Funny as I yeah, it's Justin wanna... Hall, Jake and... Gardner, Martin Rinsen, all with fucking crowbars ready to just absolutely go yeah. ape on Dave. Like, an elimination chamber with Dave McKegg and three <laughs> He's the first guy in. And three defensemen of our choice. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. And I, I don't... I'm looking at a picture of Marinson right now with a weird ass grin. So that creeps me the fuck out thinking of him with a fuck. Okay, yeah, now think, we're attacking how the guy looks, Dave. Think, please. Think, think, of, think about how think about how he feels about you talking about this guy's funny looking at me, giving me a weird grin. I dang yeah, I make millions of dollars doing what he wants to do. He can I would suck dangle my him in the mares. I'd dangle him in the mares. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't at all. <laughs> I he dangle. wouldn't put up a hundred points. Uh, I'd take his knees out. Hike, hot take. Jesus. Deadline. 
Uh, you know, I'll, I'll reserve my opinion for next week when Alex yeah. brings his opinion on the Nashville Predators making a trade at the deadline. <laughs> I'm actually going to ask Alex about the Minnesota Wild and the Columbus Blue Jackets, see how he feels uh, about uh, their, their... Yeah, I really feel like they should have hung on to Marcus Foligno, a real good character guy in that room, really so the part of the Wild. See what he has to say about Seattle's seventh-round pick next year. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> Marinson's brother. Uh, <laughs> Steve. Uh, Steve Marinson. Steve Marinson with the Asante Gu on the E. I don't know if they do Asante Gu's in Czech Republic, but I just went. No, they definitely don't. That, that, just that, a triangle? that triangle or something. But I'm sorry, I don't. I'm gonna stop right there before I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you stopped incrimin- as soon as you said Justin Hall. Well, you're incriminating yourself here. Berg yeah, is dust, and so is never mind. We shit on China. We shit on Putin. We're all done for anyway. You may as well say whatever you got left. Upcoming special edition of the Game Sports Show featuring multi-guest edition 2.0. Mark Marinson, Jake Gardner, and Justin. Vladimir Putin. Oh, special (laughs) voice guest, Vladimir Putin. Dane, my friend, I know you got to get wheeling and dealing. Uh, And no, not in Vegas with Evander Kane. That's that's a bad joke. Uh, But I want to say thank you for taking the time to come on Top Shelf here tonight. And we're going to hopefully do it again next week, we plan to. And soon to be on video, my friend. I know you're all set for video. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Yeah, excited for the video. And uh, I guess I'll just uh, say go Bengals. Uh, that's uh, oh, yeah. my Super Bowl pick. So uh, Joe, Joe Burrows, coolest guy on the planet. Joe right Shiesty. He's guy as way down the dance field. The guy fucks. I'm just going to flat out say it, okay? The guy <laughs> absolute fucking stuff. What about Matt Stafford? That guy fucks. Come oh, on. he does. I don't know if, if he has a partner. I'm sorry. I don't think Joe Burrow has a partner. So we're good. So he fucks for sure. Uh, Alex, um, <laughs> Yeah, Joe Burrow's fiance is definitely going to come on here and rip you a new one. With Jake Gardner, Mark Marinson. Yeah, more likely a chance of Jake Gardner's wife coming on to rip you than Joe Burrow's. Oh, he does have a girlfriend, Olivia Holtzmacher. <laughs> Sorry. How the hell do you know this? Uh, Google. Uh, it says five things to know about Joe Burrow and his girlfriend, Olivia Holtzmacher. There you go. <laughs> it's worth it. I don't, e- I don't even know what. <laughs> uh, Alex, tell me. Tell me things. Uh, what's yeah, going okay. on? I have uh, how? Uh, like, I just hope you delete your search history. What do I have going on? You're not going uh, on in your life, or just overall. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Either whatever way you want to finish your final statement. Um, I feel like I got to rein you in a little bit for all this hate for people that don't even play for your team anymore. I think we got to learn to, uh, you know, forgive and let go of some some of our grudges. But I'm happy if I'm doing that with anybody. It's with you. So, quote of the day. Instagram posts of the day tonight is in a new chapter that starts for you. Thankful to be by your side, Joe, and to be part of your, the past three seasons. Dave. I've had Dave. the best experiences and met the best people along the way. So excited Dave. for what the future holds tonight will be once in a lifetime for you. That's I just cool. want to remind all the listeners to catch your touchdowns, change your threes. What do we yeah. say to get the outro of the show going? Mike, do, thank do you. Your stuff. Mike, thanks for taking time, my friend. We got another show this week. You and I, we got in the pocket projected to be on video for the first time. Exciting stuff. stuff. Grab the ball, hit hit the stick <laughs> on the other thing, and to go win the games. Bangalang and <laughs> bangalang. And note to self: <laughs> don't buy a video game unless you know what version you're buying. Buy don't buy a disc if you have a digital. How you gonna tell them the story? Or you're just gonna leave them on that. I think we should. Yeah, I, don't, after the next I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know how to get into this without chirping you. So we'll see. Oh my god, that was the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to. Again, Hike, thanks for taking the time, my friend. We'll be in touch this week. Oh, yeah. You know where to find me. 
in my well, basement. I, I sure do. And big week of football. Reminding listeners, this is a hockey show, but big football game this weekend. I'm excited. I really am torn who to cheer for because I feel great for Matt Stafford. But the Joe Burrow story in the Bengals, a uh, close friend of myself and Dane, Matt Howard, he passed away uh, tragically uh, at, the, at a very young age, obviously 19 uh, years old, uh, almost it's over a decade ago now. Wow. Uh, he was a big Bengals fan. So I, I, I'm, I'm all over the side about where to go, but uh, certainly going to be a great game overall. And this was a great show. Alex, Hike, Dane, thank you again. Listeners, a little bit extra time. I think we actually went 12 to maybe 20 minutes over the time we allotted for. We will Whoa, surprise, surprise. We will change that up for video because guess what? We have to, uh, but it's always fun. We got caught up. It's our first show in almost, in almost a month. So we talked about a lot in there. Leave your comments below. Hit like, follow, and subscribe on the Game Sports Show on the TGM Network YouTube channel. Big special edition upload coming this week with Pete Mahovlich and Marcel Dion. Oh, that's absolute fire. Make sure you check that out. February 10th, that'll be uploaded on video and audio for your enjoyment. Now getting to the conclusion that Alex stated already that he loves so much. I'm here to remind you, keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.